1: Where did this ferocious determination out there today come from? The media, every one of them brought us up.
0: This is Paper Talk, the Irish Examiner GAA podcast.
1: Hello there and welcome to the Irish Examiner sports podcast after another double round of Allianz League action. But our starting point isn't on the pitches, but in the meeting rooms of Crow Park, which hosted this year's GAA Congress. John Fogarty was there for us, and he explained that a low-key Congress still produced plenty of talking points. John, what are the whiter GAA Congresses, fair to say? Well, it was supposed to be called, but it, it didn't turn out that way
2: in some ways. Obviously, a new president was coming in and he would have had an
0: opportunity to outline his vision and some of his vision was, was quite interesting. Um he's talking about tangibles, setting up a national club committee, a national club forum, speaking about I think he had a bit of a dig at carry in terms of the fundraising that they have been um, successful in across the states in the States. Um obviously other counties are doing it too, Clare, Wexford, Mayo, to do it too, obviously but maybe not to the extent that Kerry do and then um, Horan's point was that uh, more, the county should be doing more for those who they are going cap and hand to so that, that was quite interesting but in, in terms of the, the 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 congress itself it was forecast to be a quiet one well, and it was to an extent and um, there was a couple of um voices raised obviously association motion via Wexford, Liam Griffin was the, the proposer of that, having been successful in bringing through the motion um, via his club, St. Mary's and Ross and um, there, was, there was strong opposition to that from Tracy Kennedy, the co chairperson person who, who, who said uh, that she found it disturbing and said that it, uh, you know, it was attacking the, the, a fundamental part of the association, which is trusted in all uh, delegates and ensuring that they follow the mandate that they receive from clubs at county. Mm-hmm. you would have this because it was quite it was quite difficult oh, would be quite difficult
1: for them to digest you um, was there notable tension in the room, John, when these exchanges were taking place?
0: Uh, I call like, obviously, um, you know, transparency, you can't really say no to transparency, can you? But then you can, if, if it is a question of trust, then it, 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 it was certainly felt by delegates anyway that their integrity was being called into question here. Um, and the other point
1: is, obviously, there wouldn't be any need for Congress if every county had a
0: mandate from their clubs um, to go and vote yes or no. If it was undecided, obviously, there would be debate. But, you know, you know, Congress could be very much a formality if the CPA yeah. had the way, and, and in many ways, you know, I, I can imagine some of the top brass in the GA do understand where the CPA are coming from here because obviously they want to see demica- uh, democracy um, follow through on but also they want to see Congress reduced in size, and you can see it year by year is getting smaller and smaller. So to the extent that you would hope that it would be even more streamlined than it is now but again it is an opportunity for, for guys to get away uh, for a weekend with their wives and things like that uh, and their, uh, their partners um, you know, and that can't be denied because there was a vote there a couple of years ago for for Pack to host um uh, m- even more of the Congresses but uh, that was shot down because obviously next year it'll go out to the country so to speak and, and that'll be a, a chance for, for delegates to bring their okay. partners somewhere. Uh,
1: two, two very quick motions I just want to chat to you about John uh, both of which were passed. Uh, the betting one and the clubs outside Ireland making their properties available to other sports?
0: Yes, um, the, the betting one was the first time and it was expected. Um, you know, this do, this only affects a couple of clubs, um, a surprisingly low number of clubs. You would imagine that, you know, betting companies um, would have had more of an infiltration or something. Or would have they had more exposure in that regard to the GA. But ever since that, you know, that, that that agreement with the GA a couple of years ago, that um, they, they wouldn't open markets on the on minor matches. Um, really, there has been you know, an an understanding that, uh, very much like Alcon, that, you know, gambling is on, or any sort of advocation of gambling uh, of was, was on the way out in the GA, and, and, and so it happened, like, this is the second gambling motion in, in as many years, Congress obviously um, brought forward one last year, just to make it a, a discredit to the association offence for anyone to be, uh, for a player, manager, official to be found betting are to be betting on the game in which they're involved. So this is just a natural progression. It's not an McConnell, Our own columnist said to us last week in the in the Irish example that it's um it's not it's, it, this isn't the end game at all. You know there's more measures that that will be uh, needed because it's just such a, a, a difficulty. And when you hear Alan Cairns from the GPA saying that overall hundred um, Intercounty players have sought help from the GPA in terms of um, assistance uh, in, in, as regards counselling because of uh, gambling and problems. You know, it, it, it is scary and it's quite reflective of what's out there. And the, the other motion that you mentioned, which will now allow clubs outside of Ireland. To rent or to make available their grounds, the uh, the property to um, other sports. And John Horne, the new procedure president, explained that but that he can see the, the logic in it. And um, obviously, it contradicts what uh, the uh, uh, the GA's own rules on the island of Ireland, whereby you know nobody can use GA property. Um, Obviously, club pack, and then there was the the agreements for the rugby world cup bids. Um, the the 2023 one, which was unsuccessful, but there's another one, obviously the 2027, which could still be a live runner. but um, Horn was explaining that <coughs> clubs across uh, across the way, across the Irish Sea, and in the states don't have the same sponsorship. Um, um, and and Alex, uh, you know, you, you have to put your hand in your pocket for it to play in uh, the GA uh, across. Um, across the other Sea, across the Atlantic Ocean and Australia and what have you, and in the Middle East. So it's it's quite difficult for them to raise finances. So this will never release it. Um, Frank Murphy would have spoken against the motion saying it was dangerous, but also saying it was quite unnecessary because he believed that in the rule book um, there was nothing really to stop. The um, uh, club's doing this um, but he was uh, he was shouted down for want of a better expression from the, the outgoing British uh, chairperson Sean Hackett who was sitting at the top table and it's it's not often I certainly haven't seen it in the, in, in the congresses I've been at that uh, Frank Murphy would be taken to task like that and you know it was quite uh, chastening for him in that way because um, you know he, he had a very good day a usual good day for Frank Murphy he had 50 motions as the, the head of the Rules Advisory Committee uh, he had 15 um, housekeeping motions passed, um, uh, and that would be uh, down to a lot of his good work. But uh, he would have opposed and uh, stood up and opposed uh, the changes, uh, the proposed change from Offaly and to Tipperary to move the, the, the under 21 hurling championship into another 20 hurling championship to, to come into line with the football. Now, obviously, hurdles, under 20 hurdles will be allowed to play senior hurdle on into county level too, which is a difference from uh, football. But Frank made the point that. Um, the Under-21 Championship if it ain't broke don't fix it that was more or less the, the plank of his argument and I could I can understand a lot of that but he was uh, th- that was defeated to 75% for that so in, in the next year 2020 there might need some phasing in time but um, we're going to see the, uh, the end of the Under-21 Hurling Championship and now the, the Under-20 Hurling Championship
1: Right. Very quickly, because time is against us, I want to talk about uh, Parky Cueve. You were there yesterday, and I think your intro sums it up perfectly. The day the earth literally fell apart in Parky Cueve may be the day Cork will rule most if they end up returning to Division 1B of the Allianz Hurling League. The, the, the pitch issue not going away, John.
0: Was just going to be ready-made and everything was going to be fine um, uh, from the outset. You know, it's just not living in the real world as far as I'm concerned. Like Hockey was going to have difficulties, and we've seen, we've heard a couple of uh, we've heard a couple of issues regarding the dress rooms, what they've been uh, sorted as have <coughs> the scoreboards. But I don't think people would have expected the difficulties uh, to be as bad uh, to, or to be as serious as they have been. Um, with the pitch now going back to the quarter final weekend, if you remember last year, there were difficulties in that um, with this <coughs> the, the half of the field. Excuse me, on the south side, on the south stand because obviously the south stand is quite a large stand, and um, there would be a shadow factor there. But the the amount of sand on the on the pitch yesterday was just incredible, and. it it didn't lend itself to any sort of quality football. Or Hurling when the ball, or the schlitter was on that side of the field, and um, it is a, it, it has to be a worry for for Cork because obviously they're going to have a quarter final or a relegation playoff in the hurling and the weekend after next. And if the conditions are as bad as that again, you know, it looks like a job that will take a month or two. We've already written about how they're going to have to replace Sarge there for after the edge concert and um, for later in the championship. Um, so there are difficulties there and it, it was not it was an embarrassment. There's no denying that it. it was it was an embarrassment for, for Court 3 yesterday because this is their pride and joy. Um, obviously they were caught some criticism in, in terms of um the funding that they've put into the into the into the, the stadium. Um it, it, it is a Stadium and I think it will serve them well in the long run, but there are difficulties there that they're going to have to address address very really quickly.
1: Very quickly, last question, was the sending off of Seamus Harney the, the decisive factor in the game?
0: Very much like um, Catalan sending off last August in the, in the All-Ireland I still would have had a feeling that Waterford would have come through there, obviously not as... Um, comfortably as they did. Um, but I I I, I would have felt would have had enough of that game. Like Hardy wasn't you could see he was a he, he cut a frustrated figure. Alan Cadigan cut a, fr- cut a frustrated fl- figure and lashed out, wasn't picked up by the referee Sean clear in the first half. Um he, he certainly cut a frustrated to figure towards the end of that half when he lashed out at Noel Connors so in, in, more, in, in another way you could look at it this way that Cork were looking not to lose two uh, guys like that but there are difficulties there for Cork at the moment and John Ryder is hiding away from it like um, it was put to him he was given the opportunity anyway to, to, to provide reasons or excuses whatever you may want to call it after the game yesterday and he wasn't taking it uh, he wasn't Take a debate whatsoever. He, he knows what it is that two, two very
1: disappointing performances of, uh, uh, as of late. Like obviously um, the game after
0: uh, after so there was a bit of encouragement there. That they, you know, the, I think Cork knew that they were going to the way that Minor was experimenting, that they were going to lose um, a game or two here or there. But it, it, it would be seriously disappointing, and it could be, as I mentioned in the match report, it could be a seriously damaging day for. In the long run because Hannity, I believe, that is a too much ban. You, um, you heard it on the league Sunday last night when Shefflin and Daddy, like we often hear, and I've said it myself in the past before, we often hear when um, uh, when, a, when a player or her sent off that they're not that type of player. And obviously, Hannity isn't that type of player, but he did what he did and as a captain he has to be deeply, deeply disappointed I would imagine he is apologised or he will be apologising to his team because he let them down um, Like it uh, has been mentioned that Barry Cockin, I saw Mike Carroll, the former athlete player tweeting af- um, after the game that he would have been if he was provoked um, even though he didn't have any proof that Barry Cockin had done something like that and Barry Cockin seems to be getting a, a bit of a hard in that regard in my opinion anyway because he's a footback back what he you expect him to be he's always going to be a brace of it that way but for Hannity to do what he did there he knows he did wrong and it, again he doesn't have a track record, track record or, or anything like that but in the long run if it's, if it's too much back he's missing the relegation playoff if, if Cork lose next weekend and obviously connor Lehan's injury as well it's um, a bit of a perfect start for Cork at the moment unfortunately for themselves.
2: You have the makings of a cough minor on that bad Kelly, Mick. What do you think? Huh?
0: He has everything.
1: Yeah, he's too many notions. It's a fair weather hurler, no guts. Sun match of the day ought to be. Did you see him out there today? Jesus Christ, Kelly, look at the stadium. We haven't <coughs> enough training all week. What's gotten in you, boy? Exams next week. I'm doing a lot of study. <laughs> That's not the story I hear. The other lads have exams too. It doesn't stop them from up. Whatever about the training, there's always the match on Sunday. You'll be up for it, won't you? I don't know. There'll be county selectors there. If you play well, you'll make the miners you have it in you. If you make the county miners, you won't have to worry about exams. I've put young fellas through my hands. No education to speak. They sailed into jobs in the bank. I want a bit more effort, lads.
2: Now, we've debated this lot. With a bit more effort, we can bet them all the way back to Mitchellstown. But we must be merciless with them take no fucking prisoners. excuse oh, me, me, Father. If we make more space for us, if you can take your guy out to the wing, right? And you play off him, we'll any lose more, more in your line way. to listen, Kelly. You think it was a camogie match the way you're playing? You're like a young one, afraid of getting a ladder in a tights. We're not getting any ball in the forward line. What are we supposed to do? We're losing that mid Shut up!
1: I'm in charge here. And if you came up training, maybe you'd get more of the ball.
2: Where is where is he? You can forget about him. Get on your career. There'll be no job in the night for you. I'm going
1: anywhere. Now we're turning attention to uh, football and to uh, the Division One action in particular. Kerry Galway is our starting point. A huge win for Galway, maintaining their 100% record in the 2018 campaign. Uh, Mike Cork was there. Mike, afterwards, Kerry boss and Fitzmaurice said Kerry wouldn't have deserved a draw. Do you share that sentiment? Oh, yeah, they're fine.
2: Know, they made they made a late first obviously in, in the last kind of in injury time. I suppose, seven minutes of about a time and got a couple of scores later on and Clifford obviously had a shot from Cole goal from about twenty yards, but it would have been it would have been a real smash and grab stuff and, and uh would have been undeserving. I, I, I agree with him in that one. I don't think I don't
1: think Gary did enough to, to get anything out of the game. Okay. What about Galway this uh, season? Straight up from division two, they've been uh, setting the place alight. Yeah, I-
2: and you know, like yesterday was my first time really seeing him in the flesh, and, and you know they they just reminded me of, of Jim McGuinness' Donegal, you know when they were at there pompin', um, and they they played hugely defensive, you know, football there. I mean, they started the game in the first half with a strong weight to their back and they played two forwards for, for a lot of the game and they played with you know, 12 or 13 guys back inside their 45 and they really just suffocated that space that you know the carry forwards were kind of had in the last few games and made it really, really difficult. But I suppose what, what suited them was the, the guys like Comer and you know, Conroy and right, and the guys the pace and the athleticism that they have all over the field and when they won the ball back they were just absolutely off to the races and, and run the ball back down Kerry's throat so um I, I just think they have a system you know while it might be the most pleasing thing to look at 13 guys defending inside the 45 they really really go hard when they get the ball back and, and come attack at such pace that you know it kind of makes
1: up for being so, so defensive-minded at the start you know do you think that was an issue though with Galway over the last 10 years or so since their since their days and in, in in the in, in their pomp back around the early two thousands that you know they had that tradition of being a great footballing team and they needed to maybe change with the times? Yeah, I mean I, I mean, we them in the online quarter last year. Um, and, and they were able to, you
2: know, it was the game where Danny was cutting loose, and, and they you know they were wide open at the back and carry created lower score chances. But but because this was Galway also created a lot of goals that same day, and they took some, and they butchered a couple of others. But like, what we looked at on Sunday was a kind of a different Galway. This was this wasn't your usual traditional carry Galway, you know, where we would kick the ball and leave the best guys inside. With this was a, you know, this was a big, big kind of system shift from what we've seen from Galway in terms of, of the number of bodies that they had behind the ball. But I mean, fair enough in the second half. You know, they were up four points at half time, they were playing against a really, really strong wind in the, in, in the second half, and, and they played with all those bodies back there in the second half. But they did the same thing, the first even, even though they had the benefit of a Gale Force went right behind their back. So I, I don't think the elements really matter to them. I think this is the way they're playing and and they're happy with this. And and by God, by the way they look
1: at the, on Sunday, it's a system that suits what they have, you know. Okay, what's the moving carry ahead of Saturday night and heading to Crawl Park's play, Dublin? Well, just takes the shine off in a small little bit. I mean, you were, you were hoping
2: obviously that, that you get a performance, you get a win at home. I mean, it's been encouraging winning the two games that they won, and so many youngsters getting so much experience. You were hoping that if you could get over the line, at least get a draw and get get some results against against college, that it would have set up the Dublin game to to really allow you to have a kind of a look at at where you are against the you know clearly the best team in the country. But uh, this one just kind of knocks the confidence a small little bit. But you know what, I I, I actually think. I think the way Dublin, uh, you know, I think it's actually going to be a different game, obviously it's going to be a different game, but it's going to be a very, in terms of the way Dublin set up and the way Galway set up on Sunday, I think it's going to be more of a, more of a kind of traditional football game the I, that, that I expected to see maybe in Galway, you know, but uh, um, they will play kind of more, more or less man for man with maybe one or one or two guys back, but certainly not the same numbers of uh, of bodies they have, so you should have the like Clifford and Johnny Shea and these very guys probably get a little bit more space than they actually had in Chile and so um, when, when there was a setback, they kept going, and, and, and I suppose fought to the bitter
1: end. But you, you hope, you'd hope to get a better performance out of, uh, out of everybody on, on Saturday night. You know. How serious did the injury to Paul Gainey look? Yeah, I, I know. Again, it just
2: seemed like something like a concussion or, or or something like that. You know, I I didn't actually see. I know, was I like, kind of a bang in the head, but I, I didn't actually see how how bad it was. But. Was especially, Jesus, you know, especially in the climate that that we're in after, you know, after the tragic passing of four Aidan O'Connor from from back west, you know, there's, there's because no precautions taken with anybody, you know, getting the bang mm. in the head, and then rightly so, obviously, so this you know when he was coming out holding his head, it was, um, you know, it was something that, that we're probably going to see a little bit more of, and
1: uh, people being extra cautious with any kind of a bang like that. You know? Just in relation to that uh, tragic passing of uh, young Aidan. What, the mood in Kerry at the moment. Oh, you know, I like no, I didn't know that. I didn't know the kid. I just, I know, um, and I, I, don't,
2: you know, I don't know his family or anything like that. But like from my own point of view, you know, being, being somebody who has, you know, a kid yourself, like it's just. Uh, Hard to, it's hard to fathom it really, you know, because I playing a game, 14 years of age and, you know, you, you expect you're going out and you're playing for fun and and having a crack at, and, and just some kind of a really freak accident happens and, and, you know, a couple of days later he's not with you anymore and it, it's just really, I mean, I went to the game yesterday, to be honest, and I, I, I didn't really give, you know, I didn't give much for who won the game, to be honest, I, I kind of went to the game and, and, and watched the game, but, but something like that kind of gives you a, a shot of perspective. You know, there's bigger things out here than than win the last of the football game. and, and when you hear something like that, it just kind of rocks everybody to the core. And I think it, you know, everybody in Kerry was was a bit shocked by um, by by, by his
1: passing, you know. Yeah, and I think as well too, all of us here in the Irish Examiner will extend our sympathies to his family, and as well to the family of uh, Amy O'Connor from Killarney, who of course uh, stood on the steps of the Hogan Standing Crow Park last March with Johnny Buckley after Dr. Crow from the yes, All Ireland Club.
2: Chairman of the Times and his calling just this you know, about about Amy. And I was just saying, you know, it's funny it's funny when, when when Johnny Buckley was making his speech, I couldn't tell you anything. you know, I don't know what he said or who he thanked or who he, you know, praised or sponsored or any of that stuff. But I remember, you know, I remember what he said about about Amy and how we how we how we spoke about her fighting and, and how they you know, how, how she had inspired them and, and i didn't actually seem like you know, just kind of talking stuff, it, it seemed like, you know, it was, it was, it was, you know, believable and it was stuff that he actually meant and then that he brought her down and to lift that was the cup, that was, not it was an incredible thing and, and I thought it kind of, you know, it encapsulates the, the, the best of the GA that, that, you know, you rally around in your community, is there to look after you and, and to share the spotlight, share that moment with a young girl in that situation was, you know, it's pretty special with Danny Buckley and, and Dr. Croakes and, and, I that
1: the GA does really well in those situations. And that's it for this week's edition of Paper Talk. Thanks indeed, as always, for your company. And thanks indeed also to John Fogarty, to Mike Quirk, and to Larry Ryan, who was pushing the buttons back at base. Uh, We'll be back here again, same time, same place, next Monday. And don't forget, you can check in with us on SoundCloud, on iTunes, and on irishexaminer.com forward slash Paper Talk. Where did this ferocious determination out there today come from? The media, every one of them wrote us off. There was a statement in the cock Examiner last Saturday or last Friday that there are four men on the Limerick team that would be afraid to go into a dark room. There's the answer today to those, those four men given. And, and you're that hurt by those remarks? Sid, I'm certainly am hurt. And the players were more hurt. And they're the ones who were insulted this week. And they've proved it today that they have this